Hey guys, if you really like this episode, please support our podcast by going to talkmurder.com slash join and becoming a Talko Supremo. Today's story is for one of our very special Talko Supremos, Abby. We are honored to tell her very personal and sad encounter with murder within her own family, a story that took over 20 years to bring to resolution and closure, and it was a resolution at best. If you have a personal story that really hits home, I'd be honored to help you tell yours as well. Email me at john at talkmurder.com. That's J-O-N at talkmurder.com. But for now, let's head to corn country. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Talk Murder to Me. All right, tonight we are going to Cornville, USA. Where is Cornville? Iowa. I guess you're going to ask us that. We're going to Iowaska tonight. Ten, you are correct. Johnson County, Iowa. Shout out to all of our Iowonians. We have a lot Iowans? of them. Iowans? I think Iowans. But Iowonians sounded really cool. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. You should make that a thing, Jen. To start, I want to pay homage to the victim of tonight's story by reading a, a Poem, poem. Yes. Reading a poem of what she wrote. So if you want to read this, Nicole. Mother, artist, poet, friend, victim. Loved ones left to wonder who silenced Susan Kirsten. Remember me kind. Remember the love is so very real. Remember the time was ours. The sun sets on me. The sun sets on you. What's news is that both of us learn God's love Let's us be so. That is from Susan, which I'll be calling Sue because that's what everyone calls her. That's some of the poetry she's written. And I'm going to show you some of the artwork that she has made. She's a very talented artist. This is a very special story tonight. And this story is for one of our Talkos Primos, Abby. This is a personal story for her. Hey, Abby. Hey, Abby. You're going to be hearing a lot from her because we did an interview the other day. And she's going to basically tell you the story. Cool. So she was 38 years old at the time that she died. And this is where she died. Go to talkmore.com to see all the photos for this case. So this is a sky view of the area. And it looks like there's a lot of farmland in pretty much like one main road. And or is that a railroad track? No, that's a road. There's also water surrounding. Can you tell me about the field, like um, where it was found? Um, I believe um, it's actually a wide open field between, it's kind of off the interstate. Yeah. And then the roads that her trailer court was on. Uh Um, It was actually um, a farmer's, pretty much his land. Um, He has horses and stuff there, but it was, it's kind of like a triangle yeah. plot of land, I guess is the best way, because it's between two roads there. Yeah. Have you ever um, been there? But it's, um, I've driven past, but never there, just because it is somebody's property. Yeah. But I've that whole area of Iowa City where you know where she lived. Um, I'm very familiar with it. Yeah. 
that's a road right there, and that's an embankment. Now, from this photo right here, you can't see where the body was, but Sue drove a Mercury Sable. Now, this is, we're going to September 24th, 1995. Quote from one newspaper, 10 minutes till midnight. Hmm. Didn't we just read a book that was similar title? Thinking midnight about assassin. 112 to Yuma. Yes. Oh, The Midnight Assassin. I was thinking of The Midnight Assassin. I was like, we that just did something really that was a really good case. I got another midnight. really good case that someone sent me here. Let me shout them out right quick. Kind of similar genre. Um, my dad used to drive a Sable. Those are actually pretty popular in the early 90s, I think. Oh, my gosh. Speaking, <laughs> like speaking we used of to drive, yeah. sit in the back seat and try to ride. Everyone fight about riding backwards. I thought it was Saber at first, and I was like, oh, it's Sable. Speaking of uh, uh, fun cars that people drive, so we got a uh, an awesome Facebook comment. I knew we were going to have somebody who drives this car, but uh, this morning we got a Super funny um, post from Angela, who says, I happen to drive a Toyota Yaris. I also think the name is stupid. It has plenty of pep to it. I've driven it over 100 <laughs> miles. Oh, wait. She's- <laughs> I have driven it over 100 miles an hour and have passed many oh, a Prius. Shit. I have also driven a Pontiac Sunf- Sunfire like Casey Anthony. Mine was red, though. Hers was white. I would also love, love to have a VW Bug <laughs> like Ted Bundy. Although mine would have a tie-dye paint job. I'm not so sure what my choice in cars says about me. <laughs> I have never encountered someone that was so true crime obsessed they knew all the car models of serial killers. So You fit right in, Angie. Angie, thank you so much. That is awesome. I mean, body counts. I hope I didn't offend you by making fun of the Yaris, but it is a silly name. Yes. It just sounds weird. It's a Japanese car. I had never heard of it before. Really? Toyota? No. Toyota no, Yaris? I've, I've heard of Toyota. I have never, I'd never heard of a Yaris have before. You re- remember when we saw that sticker that said Toyota? And yeah. it was like Yoda? Speaking of the Midnight Assassin, I had an email from Zachary. And I get a lot of requests for stories, but this one was really, really oh, awesome. Oh, Zach, he Snapchats me sometimes. How's oh. it going, Zach? Okay, so he says it's a New Orleans story. Story that involves an apartment, which was also a voodoo temple. Oh, and it has a toxic drug fueled romance. Ooh, that sounds so, good. Yeah, I'm definitely doing that one for you, man. If I think <laughs> voodoo, I don't think we've done a voodoo story before, we, have I don't we? Think we have. We did hoodoo. Yes, we did do hoodoo. Yep. She was driving a Mercury Sable. Now, this is what you're seeing now the picture that's a little south of Iowa City. This is about 10 minutes till midnight on what day, Nicole? Very good. Sunday, (laughs) September 24th, 1995. At first glance, it would seem to anyone that her car simply rolled off an embankment. But you see where the road is right here? Mm -hmm. That's the embankment. So the car actually did roll down, but it didn't flip over. And instead, it ended up about half a mile way over here off the picture and was engulfed in flames. Oh. The reason I'm saying that is because the killer initially tried to push it, the car. He put it in neutral, which they found the car in neutral, and they and the killer pushed it down the embankment, hoping it would flip. He would set it on fire, and then people would think it was just an accident. An accident. Mm-hmm. That was the plan. 
Okay. Interesting. Possible. But it didn't flip over, so instead he drove it. He had to drive the car after it went down the embankment about so half now a mile. This looks really weird. Yeah, so and he actually ran over two fences and went half a mile in the woods and lit it on fire. Now, from the get-go, this story was a homicide. The police detectives and They weren't buying that from the very beginning. It's like the car stuff. already sounds like this this killer's going to go on world's dumbest criminals. So the the Mercury Sable at low speed travels through one fence, goes through one field and then goes over another fence and into another field and came to a rest near a row of trees. The autopsy showed that Sue died from several blows to the head, not the fire. She was dead before, hmm. like I said, this was whole the whole thing was staged. The fire dogs, fire dogs. I don't know if that's what they're called. The fire inspection dogs mm-hmm. could could spot a cellarant. So they knew the fire oh. came from inside the cockpit of the car and not in the engine compartment. Aha. Uh-huh. Dogs are so smart. Mm-hmm. The body of the 38-year-old mother of four had been discovered in a burned-out car, driven off the road and into a field. Authorities soon learned that she had died from several blows to the head. Okay, so before we start, I want to tell you a little bit about Sue Kirsten. She was 38 years old. She was born on July 27th in Iowa City. She did quit school before the 8th grade, and she married at the age of 18 to Roy Kirsten. That's how she got her last name. She had three children, and she lost a seven-month-old baby due to a heart condition. So, And after that, she started drinking because she went down in this depression spiral as— you know, would be uh, imagined for most people to go through this traumatic event. Depression sets in. She gets divorced in 1993. She was a very caring and giving person, if you will. Her sister said, quote, Sue was a very spiritual person. She had a lot of friends, no enemies, and she was too good of a person for that, for having enemies. Even the seven-year-old nephew, Kelton, said, quote, Aunt Sue did not deserve to die. She was a nice person. Also, Abby sent a lot of supporting documents because this is actually her aunt. You've been over there quite a few times before this happened. I know you mentioned um, she had like a Felix the Cat clock. Yes. Funny thing. Um, I was looking through some old pictures with my mom, and it was a Garfield clock. But I remembered Felix for some reason, but it was a Garfield clock. Oh, wow. Was it orange? Garfield's orange, right? Yeah. Yeah, because we found actually some old pictures, and it was literally what I was seeing in my mind's eye was there on the picture. Oh, that's crazy. You sure she didn't have two clocks? One of Felix? (laughs) No, No, it was Garfield. Huh. I misremembered because I mean I was five when this happened. Yeah, yeah, that is a long time ago. I'm surprised you even remember. Yeah, Yeah, she was some of my very first memories, honestly. Very, very vivid memories of going over there and hanging out with her. So here's some of the artwork that um, that the victim Sue Kirsten drew. She's very, very talented. Oh wow! This is Abby right here with her aunt Sue. Here's some more of her artwork. She's very talented. That's cool. Wow. That's she pretty good. That? Yeah, I thought that was a real photo. Wow. That's actually a drawing. You know, wow. it reminds me of um, the Moonshiner. Yes. Popcorn, Popcorn Sutton. Sutton. Yeah. 
do you possess any of the talent that she does or she did with the art? Because, I mean, I look through her art and it's literally amazing. <laughs> yeah, she she could work with any medium. Yeah, um, the, um, the Whispering Secrets art that she yes. did. I was like, man, I could definitely see that in like yes. framed um, up somewhere. Yep. I have um, one of her original um, drawings downstairs and it's called Winding Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like whining, like whining and crying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually, I have that framed up and it's downstairs. I'm somewhat artistic. I didn't really follow that path. I have a lot of artists in my family. Yeah. Uh, my mother is very talented. Uh, my brother, my sisters and I, we've got a little bit here and there. We just kind of dabble with it. So I guess, yeah, it's we all have a little bit of artistic skills. Okay, so this case largely went unsolved even though the family including abby knew the entire time who the killer was there's only two suspects in this case the entire time and one of them was quickly ruled out for the suspects didn't have enough to nail them for a you know the thing that broke this case almost 20 years later is cold justice is a tv show that show they came down to iowa and kind of not telling anyone they were there and re-interviewed a lot of the people in the area. I had no idea that they were even in town. Oh, wow. Um, I thought it'd be like a big thing, you know, everyone's talking about it. Well, that's the thing is they had to keep everything hush-hush. Oh, yeah, there you go. Re-interviewing people and all of this. um, Since I was so young, I wasn't, I guess, deemed, well, I wasn't very helpful for any information that I could provide them, but... I really wish I would have been able to meet them. I'm forever indebted to them. They went through all the case files and stuff like that. And that show actually brought an arrest recently within the last few years. And the the man responsible is in prison now, who I'm going to get to in a second. There's two suspects, Bob Gump. He was a neighbor and a friend of Sue. They would actually go to each other's house and smoke pot and stuff like that. I guess Mm -hmm. that's what you do in Iowa. I mean, nothing wrong with that. (laughs) His alibi was that he was drinking at the bar and he was 15 minutes away. He's an alcoholic and he's very abusive as well, as we'll talk about. Mm. But his alibi was he's drinking at the bar 15 minutes away until 1030 p.m. I do know my mom had spoken about him because he does have a shady past, um, you know, domestic violence. And he's an alcoholic. And that was actually his saving grace is that he was sitting on a bar stool plastered and came home yeah that was that was his alibi and it proved him innocent yeah and i think his wife um right his wife was at home yes or his girlfriend or something and she yep yeah yep so that's the whole reason he was kind of eliminated is because he was an alcoholic i mean i knew he had a mean streak in him um and my mom had also let me know that the reason they all thought it was Bob was because my aunt, for some reason that I don't know, had called DHS on mm-hmm. him. I don't know if it was for, you know, I don't know if he has kids. I don't know if it was for his wife. I'm not sure. But my aunt Sue had actually called DHS on him. And since he's so angry and violent, that was instantly who they thought of. Yeah. I wonder if that hurt the case at first. I, um, I think it did. I think it distracted them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, they, um, Sue and Bob never, they weren't dating or anything, right? They were just neighbors? 
Yeah. Um, okay. My understanding is, I mean, they they would hang out every now and then. Uh, I guess they'd smoke pot together, yeah. you know, just kind of acquaintances, but nothing more than just friendship. The other suspect who is currently incarcerated is Steve Klein. Steve Klein is the father of Sue's 15-month twin girls. Okay. Oh. Okay, so Abby was telling me that twins actually run in her family a lot. I, I believe mm. she said there's three sets of identical twins in her wow. family. Lineage. Yeah. My cousin was 17, um, Jason, and then my older cousin, Sandy, was 19. And she had uh, one-and-a-half-year-old identical twin girls. I used to think that I wanted twins because it would be convenient and then you can be done having kids. But now I'm like, mm, no, I'm all set with Hell that. Hell no. I don't think so. Twice the food, twice the poop, twice the crying. No. You can be like that one lady that had like eight kids nope. at the same time. No. Octomom. Same time was belly. a big thing. All those back kids when were that in happened. her belly no. at the same time. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's impossible. I she mean, had eight people in her body. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a spider giving birth. Well, spiders, I'm pretty sure you have more oh, than eight. What babies. the fuck was that on the Facebook where that seahorse was spurting out in them baby oh, seahorses? Yeah. Who put that on there? That was fucking gross. I think that gross. was Amy. That was disgusting. I literally you know those are, that must have been the male. Don't the males? Yeah, males uh, what the fuck? Male yeah. seahorses reproduce. It's Bullshit. True. Ask Megan, our, our aquatic that life expert. That seahorse had a vagina. The, no. They, they were no. coming out he, of his vagina. No, it came out of his belly button. His belly button. I mean, essentially. He was thrusting, though. Yeah, that's what women do with their vaginas. No. <laughs> I think you have it backwards. No. That shit was coming out of it. That girl's vagina. It was, it a, was male. a male. It, no, it wasn't. I can promise a you. Megan? No. Megan? Megs. Let no. Megs tell us. Tell us. Put John in his place, please. He was the father of those two twins, which are still alive. In the trailer that Sue lived in, there was blood on the chair. I mean, she was killed in that trailer. She was put into her own car. Oh, she was killed before she yeah, got before. in the car. And then she was driven. I mean, you saw the overhead. It wasn't that far. Right. It was probably a mile or so to this little embankment. And then that's where the crime scene was staged. But she was killed right there in her chair in her own home. How did he kill her? With a blunt object. She had two blunt object strikes to her head. Um, so Steve was obviously the last person to see her alive. And um, what other evidence did they have? I mean, there was blood, I believe, on the couch and the phone cord. And then, you know, um, he was with her, the last person. But as far as a jury would want, like what was there any other evidence besides that? Um, well, there was um, two Afghan blankets, which is just a crocheted blanket. Mm hmm. Um, she would she would make those too. Um, yeah. But there was two Afghan blankets that she would always always have draped over the back of her recliner. Every single picture that I own of you know her house, those blankets are there. Um, those blankets were gone. Oh. And uh, the phone cord was on the ground, and Steve's cover up for the phone cord being on the ground was that one of the one and a half year old twins was playing with the phone cord and ripped it out. Hmm. 
um, that's a very flimsy excuse. Yeah, um, for real. Other, yeah. Other than that, uh, there was some blood, very, very small blood spatters on the recliner that she was in. Um, and then, I mean, since the house is gone, I'm, I'm not sure about anything like on the walls or the floor. I don't know about any of that. Um, there were remnants of burned up Afghan or knitted material in the car, which they should have, you know, drawn a conclusion that they're missing from the place and they're in the house or in the car. Why are they here? Why are they burned? I mean, to me, that's pretty significant. Um, but because of the fire, there really wasn't a ton of evidence. Steve Klein is definitely 100% the killer, and he is in prison now. I want to say he was the last person to see her alive. He was actually at the home right before the murder happened, the only one at the home. And the reason that this case finally got solved is because the sister of Sue came out with new information, and I was asking Abby about it. When it happens, you think little information probably isn't important, but this little bit of information actually broke the whole case. She had called Sue, her sister, right before she was murdered. Okay. Really? And she heard Steve in the background, Steve Klein. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, and then um, she heard Steve Klein in the background, and then she heard her whisper. Then she heard her sister whisper something, and then the phone goes dead. <gasps> now, when the cops get to the house, they notice that the phone cord was ripped out of the phone. So Whoa. that did make sense. And so, she knows him. Like, she n- recognizes his voice. Yeah. I believe it was Sue's sister was talking to her on the phone around 8 or something like that. And then um, the phone, she had whispered something. And mm-hmm. do you have any idea what that might have been? Like, I don't. Um, and that's actually what broke the case. It's my, I believe my second cousin, it was my aunt's cousin, Pam. Um, she was speaking on the phone with Sue and not until cold justice came to town and re-interviewed everybody. Did she mention that she was on the phone with Sue when she had whispered something and then the phone went dead. That was what Pam had told the investigators. And that's instantly what led them to, it's absolutely Steve. There's no doubt about it. Did they not because, interview her before? I feel like th- that, I mean. See, I'm not sure. I would assume so. Um, it's really hard to think of all of the little things that could be pertinent to a case yeah. in the moment. Yeah, um, I get you. Oh, that makes sense. I, d- I don't know if she, Pam was interviewed. I'm assuming she probably was, but she didn't. I don't know. She didn't make the connection. I'm not sure. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I try to not harbor bad yeah. feelings towards her for it just because I've kind of been in a similar situation. Yeah. Plus, Steve Klein was a volunteer firefighter and he Ooh. has actually admitted to uh, a former friend before this murder even t- took place that she came on record and said, that he knows how to dispose of a body. Mm. So So he may have killed more Yeah, I think he may have one? killed more than one. And he he went through how you would put an accelerant like gasoline in the car and light it on fire stuff like that. So he said he knows how to dispose of a body. Interesting. Of a body. 
Um, now, I do want to say Steve Klein did have a motive. Remember I said that they had the 15-month twin girls. Mm -hmm. They were in a custody dispute. Ah. He basically didn't want to pay her $300 a month in child support. And oh this murder God. was based on $300 a month. That's why he murdered her. As far as a motive, you know, um, the child support, you know, that's a pretty big motive. Uh, 300 bucks a month, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. measly $300 is why she was killed. But then, you know, like taking actually taking care of the children mm -hmm. is going to cost him way more than $300 a month. Mm -hmm. So Steve actually met Sue in an AA meeting. You remember how I said she lost her seven-month-old daughter? Mm -hmm. And she started, you know, drinking because depression mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So she ends up going to AA, and that's where Steve and her meet. Okay. Now, this is after her divorce. Okay. Yeah. Now, they were only together for about six months, I believe. And then she gets pregnant with his twins. I had asked my mom recently about it. Um, I asked, I said, how long were Steve and um, Sue together? And my mom said they weren't even technically dating. They had known each other for about two weeks. And oh, then she really? found out she was pregnant. Oh, yes. wow. Okay. So that's, I think that's why he's able to distance himself so much with the girls and us and not feel any guilt about keeping them from us because he never really knew us. Yeah. So. And before this happened, Susan had filed a civil action lawsuit against Steve for that $300 a month. $300 for a month for two babies is not a lot. No, no, it's not. So for someone to murder someone over that small of amount is just kind of ridiculous. I mean, especially when you think, I know that this is 20 years ago and inflation takes place, but when I think about we sell diapers at work, you know, mm -hmm. and case of diapers and this is like a wholesale size is like that'll run you up between 30 and 50 dollars like which is crazy because like go i mean you go through them exactly crazy and you have to double that if you have twins can that's a hundred dollars if I you mean, have you reusable ones if you have cloth ones you can but who wants to deal with that I would just let them run around butt-ass naked. And then have them poo and pee all over your house. It'd be no, like having a dog. No, teach them how to go out of the doggy door. Just like, oh my God. what? Oh. <laughs> Babies don't know how to crawl yet. You, know, like you're... you can't just throw them out the doggy door window. It doesn't work that way. They can learn how to pee outside, just like I pee outside all Babies the time. I learned. Babies can't move that sort of... Like, babies don't even crawl until they're several months old. Until they're like... Yeah, they can't even support their own head weight until, until they're, they're like, like four like months, six, five, six months. Six months. I don't have crawling? kids. I don't know. But I also, have that, yeah, that's a totally like, made up number. I don't understand. Yeah. But what about in the old days? All right. They, when caveman cloth. days. Caveman days. They were walking around butt ass naked and it worked fine for them. They fertilize all the flowers out oh, okay. there. Okay. So no, you that's think the we bees. should do everything like we did the in the bees cave fertilize days? the flowers. I say if I had a kid, I'd let him walk around butt naked and it's poo everywhere. It's so good that you don't want children. Okay, so I told you that Cold Justice actually solved the case. Basically, mm -hmm. they did. So this is from the Gazette in Cedar Rapids. This is from the 21st of August, 2015. The title is Show Helps Crack Old Murder Case. TNT's Cold Justice. TNT, is there 
They're still around? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. TNT. We had continued working on it, and we weren't getting anywhere. Johnson County Sheriff Lonnie Polarabrek. You always get the hardest names. Polarabrek. Polarabrek. Well, I'm not drunk. When you're part of an ongoing investigation, you can't just freely talk about things. Yeah. That was the hardest. Um, And especially when the actual cold justice episode came out, the, I don't know if it was the prosecution, um, my whole family was, anybody who had been questioned or interviewed was told, you cannot watch this. Oh, wow. You, you can't be biased or swayed in one direction or the other by watching any of this information until he goes to trial. Mm. So I could watch this, but I couldn't talk to anybody about it. Mm. Um, I, I did watch it when it first came out and I bawled just knowing that that son of a bitch was arrested and it's forever caught on film. Yeah. Yeah, I can go and, back and replay that as many times as I want to see them put those cuffs on him. You remember uh, what's that one show that man uh, that men watch all the time? That men watch. Uh, what the fuck is it? It's not TNT. It's um, Spike. Spike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did you know that one? <laughs> Girls is watch it, it too. It's just <laughs> it is. It's a sh- it's a channel just designed for I guys. I don't know. I don't know if that one is around anymore. I used to watch MXC on oh. that. The it's like American Ninja Warrior. Except yeah. It was Japanese and it was yeah. all dubbed over. Oh my God, that's funny. It was hilarious. And you, I, the I, Total Wipeout, I think, is on there too. Total Wipeout? Or yeah. The article goes on to say that, quote, it, this was a sort of last ditch effort, which actually was like a Hail Mary, but that worked. What was um, the Hail the, 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 the show, getting the show. Oh, because, gotcha. y- you know, and I'll link the show on talkmer.com. It's on one of these weird uh, video sharing sites. Okay. It's kind of like Vimeo, but like Daily Motion, I think, or whatever. Uh, they did have Cold Justice on on one of the streaming services recently. I think it was yeah. I think it was Netflix. But I'll embed that on talkmer.com. It's actually a really good episode. I'm really I was really impressed at the um, the people that ran it because they, I mean, basically you got these detectives, this female detectives, as she's a badass, and she goes down to Iowa. And she starts cracking skulls, basically. <laughs> they start opening books and cracking skulls, and they solve this thing real quick. Yeah, it's oh, like wow. one, one of the—it's a team of two, and one of them is like a crime scene expert, and the other one is some oh. other, other type of expert, and they usually enlist the help of the police department. Again, we're reading from the Gazette, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 21st August, 2015. Authority said cold justice crew arrived July 7th in Iowa City, and the work began on July 9th. On July 17th, the sheriff's office announced the arrest of 54-year-old Stephen Klein on account of first-degree murder for the death of Kirsten. He's set for a November trial. Wow, that was freaking fast. Yeah, no shit, right? I mean, I mean so that's they... kind of pathetic, though. If it took like, I, and I don't mean that in a mean way, but that's kind of pathetic that it took them. 10 days and it was a cold case for 20 yeah. years and it's not really a cold case because they knew who did it they, I, everyone knows who but did that's it. kind of crazy that it took yeah it only took 10 days that's, for someone from the outside to go solve this exactly and but i mean i guess a fresh set of eyes helps yeah it's just a shame that it took that long to get mm. them out there i asked abby because i knew from the get-go that she didn't really feel any justice done for this for her aunt's murder and this is going to sum it up perfectly for you guys. The title of this, this is Iowa City 
Press Citizen, slain woman's daughter says Klein deal, quote, a twisted form of justice. The bottom line is he took an Alfred plea. So oh, it's basically like the guy from the staircase. Yeah. So, yeah, the staircase. No, guy. no. So basically how that works, which is uh, they should just get rid of that altogether. But all the evidence says you're guilty, but you don't admit you're guilty, but you still serve prison time. He was given an Alford plea, which is yeah. he's pleading to being guilty and knowing that there is enough evidence to find him guilty. It's just taking a plea deal. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's it's an hard awful. to argue with it. They literally need to get rid of that Alfred plea or whatever. We've done oh, one case do. like that. It's like, it's like, well, I'm not going to say I'm guilty, but I can. Uh, yeah, I agree that all the evidence makes me look extremely guilty. So I'll take 15 yeah. years. Like, oh, my God, that's awful. Yeah. You know, and it's I mean, pointless. it is pointless because it doesn't pointless. do. I mean, y'all, I mean, the family doesn't get any comfort. I mean, yeah, you got what I believe you got 15 years in prison. Yeah, I mean that's not got, that. That's almost a slap in the face, you know. It, if that was it my absolutely family, is. yeah, I mean I would be pissed. And, yeah, um, my understanding. I haven't dived too deep into what actually an Alford plea, you know, involves, but I I think my understanding is that you know the prosecution and the detectives and everybody are supposed to you know, speak with the family. Uh, you know, this is what we're thinking. Is this okay with you guys? What are your thoughts? They didn't do that with us. Oh, wow. They completely blindsided us when we heard he's taking an Alford plea for superning, I don't know how to say it, superning a jury, willful injury, and I believe the other charge was arson. A Mount Pleasant man will spend 15 years in prison for the 1995 death of an Iowa City woman. But some in her family were critical of his plea deal, her daughter calling it a twisted form of justice. If it wasn't for the second suspect, I mean, who else would it be? Well, you, you, that's not enough either way to put somebody in prison. Right. Like you have yeah. to have evidence that does it. So I'm assuming that that's what this case files people yeah. did but is they that they found yeah. this, the quote smoking gun or whatever it is that made it. So it was Steve. Mm -hmm. The way she was telling me is like Steve took custody of them. Right. Because, mm -hmm. you know, he killed the mom. Right. So if you take custody of your two daughters, you're going to raise them to think that the other side of the family is batshit crazy and they're just trying to blame yeah. you yeah. even though you didn't do it. Right. So I, I asked her, I was like, even now today, do they still, can they still look at their dad in the face, even though he's behind bars for killing Sue, can they really say that this asshole is innocent, even mm -hmm. though you, it's your dad? Would you ever be close to them? Have and I know you said you tried to reach out, I believe. Yeah, um... I would be there for them as strange as it is to say, uh, I mean, we're strangers. Yeah. We share the same blood and the same DNA, but we're complete strangers. They obviously were taken into Steve's custody and, you know, he and his family had raised them and they raised them to think that yeah. we were all bad. Yeah. You know, he had nothing good to say about our entire side of the family just so they would keep their distance. And actually, when they were in high school, they were in the same high school as one of my twin sisters. Hmm. 
Um, so she would see them in passing and I believe she actually tried to speak with them and I don't think they wanted anything to do with it. Do they still believe in their father's innocence? Do you think? I, I'm not sure. I don't know how they could think anything different. I just, that's just really sad because you would think that an event like this would bring the family together. Yeah. So I, that's, I feel you, Abby. Unless you don't want to be close to your family, then that's cool too. Not everyone does. It reminds me of that staircase Mm -hmm. thing too. Yeah. 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 But, well, the staircase is different because... There's reasonable doubt. There's reasonable doubt. This is, like, obvious. I mean, because the staircase, she could have fell down the stairs, or that owl could have clawed the the shit out of her. The owl theory. I don't know. That owl theory is pretty compelling, (laughs) actually. It is compelling. Yeah, Yeah, if you were talking as Primo, we did a whole episode on owl theory. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway, that is plausible that he didn't even kill her, but someone killed Sue... Because number one, yeah, she had true. blunt force trauma and it was her no car accident. was it was deliberate murder. Exactly. Yeah. And Steve actually was found guilty for arson for fucking arson and not first degree murder. Well, what? wasn't so he, he a firefighter? Exactly. So he he basically admitted to the arson. What did his feet look like? What? The arsonist has oddly shaped feet. Anchorman! Anchorman! Come on, guys! Get with it! Come on, now! Yeah, so how I imagine it is this. Okay, so he gets in there and denies everything. Because there's not a lot of evidence, right? The sister says 21 years later... She heard him. She heard him, and you know, memories... What's it called? Memories uh, frailty. Memories all alone in the moonlight. (sighs) You know that's coming out in theaters. So her sister comes out 21 years later and says that he was in the house. He's probably like, I wasn't even in the house. Okay. And then there's no DNA evidence, like his blood or anything, in the trailer. And plus, like, he basically lived there anyway, so his DNA is all over the place. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And he actually had an excuse with the phone cord. He said one of the the twins, the 15-month-old twins, ripped it out. Uh, the phone cord was on the ground, and Steve's cover-up for the phone cord being on the ground was that one of the one-and-a-half-year-old twins was playing with the phone cord and ripped it out. Hmm. Uh, that's a very flimsy excuse. Yeah, um, for real, if you can believe that. Hmm. So, No, I don't believe that. Well, well, <laughs> no. Here's what I'm saying. Phone cord should not be accessible to the babies. The evidence is kind of weak in this case. Agreed, it is. So, so I, I guess think, that's why they made yeah, it available for him. Yeah, because I mean, I think any good prosecutor, I mean, I don't know. It just seems getting jail time is better than not than getting it dismissed because there's yeah. reasonable doubt. So it's probably like, all right, you could go fight this, and then you can't tr- retry in the him. court, and you may get life in prison, or you may get off scot free, or you could take this fifteen year deal. And not worry about getting life in prison and get out when you're, what, like 65 or 70 or whatever? Yeah. That's what he did. I mean, it's 15 years. You go to prison and, you know, work out a bunch, get in shape. I mean, I guess it's, I get like Abby's perspective and the family's perspective of it feels like injustice. 
but I'm glad he at least got 15 years mm. from this mm -hmm. versus some, you know, some of the other cases that we've done, like people are walking home scot-free. Like that freaking killer in, you know. Canada. South America, too, is what I was thinking. Oh, oh La Bistia. Um, you know, like the jail time is even less. <laughs> La yeah. Bistia. Yeah. Sandy, she was given the opportunity to read her victim impact statement, uh, which is typically what they do for anybody of, you know, a victim. Um, sometimes it's denied, but regardless, she was given the right to read her impact statement to him in court. And she, she loves God and she looked him in the eye and, or she asked him, will you look me in the eye? And he refused. He sat there with his head down the whole time while she forgave him. Oh, wow. She forgave him in a packed courtroom and he didn't have the balls to even look at her. Yeah. yeah. Speaks volumes about his character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you um, how do you think your life would have been different if none of this happened? Well, and your family's life? Um, I honestly, I think it would be tremendously different. Better? Yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely tore my family apart in one way or another. Each yeah. person's been affected, and yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I'm I, I'm I get that the family is pissed about the Alfred plea, but I'm glad that they got jail time for him, mm -hmm. just because there was such a lack of physical evidence. Mm -hmm. It's really, they got 15 years just based on one person's account 20 years later. Right. So, not that I, I get that that's not like a total victory in the family's eyes, but after hearing some of the cases that we've covered, I'm glad that that dude's facing some hard jail time. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you used. If you like this story, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're absolutely obsessed with this podcast and want to become our stalker, go to talkmurder.com slash join. Become a Talko Supremo. Get a badass t-shirt, sticker, swag, a lot of love. Shout it out all over the place. Tell me what story you want me to do. I'll research it. Dedicate it to you on the Talk Murder Me podcast. My name is John here with Jen and Nicole. And until next time, Good night, you lovely, lovely people.